Hello, and welcome to Two Beards, One Comic. Hello? Hello. How's it going? Not bad yourself. Not too bad. Um, yeah, so how's it been? It's been good. It's good. Things peachy over there on your side of Ontario? Auburn, yeah. Things are bad. It's a little rainy today. Yeah, it was pretty rainy today. Um, so, uh, we are on episode eight. Now, I got time because for all of our listeners, um, last time, I think we both said six. Yeah. wasn't how... Nope. I think we got that one right. I think we had another one between that and this one, didn't we? Yeah, no, last last podcast we said six, but it was actually uh, seven. So we need to record an episode seven to fill in. Uh, no, because we already had an episode six. Well, then we need to record another episode uh, entitled six, and it'd be about devil stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying there. <clears throat> yeah, we so should have do that. Yeah. Which is ironic, because... Uh, listeners are going to get sick of it, but today I'm also going to be talking again about death metal. Yes. Because it is the epitome of everything going on in DC right now. So It was and, a pretty fun issue, I'm going to admit. It was pretty fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's what I'll be talking about. Is I'm going to be, this episode, I'm going to be talking about... Uh, Death Metal's uh, Legends of the Dark Knights. Oh. Yes. Yeah. The elusive issue. I went hell over high water trying to find this thing. Because this is the um, the first appearance of a certain character, right? It's so uh, I'll get into it, but it's a bunch of short stories. But yes, there is an introduction to um, a couple characters. Some you've already met. Briefly, and then you, they, you kind of get the backstory, and then there's some you've never met yet, and so on and so forth. Yeah, so on and Good so forth. And a lot of amazing artists. Um, I'll mention them as I talk about each of the stories because there's um, six different stories in this issue. Holy so, shit! Yeah. Six. Yeah. What are you? What are you going to be talking about today? Well, I kind of I wasn't sure. Um, I know this is called Two Beards, One Comic, but I I actually sort of have two comics. One I'm going to talk about more than the other. But um, I was talking to my my partner Kate, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And she's like, Well, you've been reading uh, Lady Killer, so you should talk about that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that, like how you know um, I I enjoyed it in a sense, and then didn't really enjoy it in another sense. And then I'm probably going to talk more about um, a series I'm reading called Birthright. I don't know if I've talked about it before. I don't think I have. Don't think um, so. Yeah, Birthrights, it's a really, it's a series like I've kind of stuck with. I didn't think I'd like it, and then I ended up loving it. And it's sure. about two brothers. And I'll explain that later. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hang on. So, um, I don't remember who went first last time, but um, well, last time was the uh, death 
uh, no. death metal. So okay. I think we just sort of went yeah, together. I think it's your turn to go first. No, but see, I think you should go because last time we talked about death metal, we'll we'll talk about something else, and then we'll end again with death. Oh, should we talk about death metal and just and then and then forget about it for a while? Let's do that. Yes, I've made up my mind. What I don't need doing? to podcast. Yes, I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, for all listeners, uh, with this whole death metal storyline that's taking place, which I'm pretty sure is a uh, lineup to the reboot of DC. I have a feeling it's coming. Um, so that's my my opinion. The may some people may disagree, but I think this is all leading up to them. I think. I have a feeling DC wants to compress to just one single universe again. You know what I mean? I think the whole, like, you know, having two, two Superman uh, kind of confused a lot of people. The fact that there's two Superboys right now is confusing a lot of people. There's, there's two Superboys right now. Yeah. There's Jonathan Kent, right. Oh, which right. is, and son with Lois Lane. And then there's also Connor Kent, which is funny thing. Check this out for you guys listening, and then Colton, you check this out too. Apparently, on Wikipedia, um, Cal L had a twin brother named Connell who was born with him. And, like, Connell, it, in Wikipedia, is like he's Superboy. I'm thinking, hmm. like, that, that has to be wrong because I don't remember a story where it's revealed no, that Superboy is his twin brother. No, I, I've never seen that story either. That's popular to look into, it, yeah. Yeah. Or if any of our listeners, uh, you can message me through my Instagram uh, under uh, at Woodstock Red Hood underscore Red Hood, and uh, let me let us know. But yeah, no, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, I've never heard that either. Yeah. Anyway, they're gonna reboot it. They're gonna compress it. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's what I think they're doing. So, anyways, so. Um, this story came out, this issue came out, it was like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. And wasn't it sold out before you even came out? So this, yeah. So this issue was sold out before you even hit the... How does that happen? So what it was, I found out, is they were, um, most stores were short, like they weren't sent what they ordered. Yeah. So it was technically like All because every most stores weren't sent what they were ordered. It was technically therefore sold out before it actually hit the shelves. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's basically like you know, ten thousand copies were ordered, but they could only put out eight thousand. So automatically, it sold out before it even hit the shelves. You know, what I mean? that's right. like the logic. Yeah. Okay. But lucky enough, thanks to Tim. Was able to snag a copy. Um, did, did you get a first printing or second printing? First printing. First printing. Yes, yeah, second printing doesn't come out until the twenty. Uh, oh well, that I guess that's past. But the twenty fifth came out. No, I got this before that. Nice. So what it was, I went in to grab my comics as I always do on on Fridays or Saturdays. Went in because uh, I wanted to grab the um, death metal. Uh, guidebook uh, which came out so I went in was grabbed it and grabbed all the other stuff 
um, spent way too much money. And then I was telling him about how, like, oh, like it sucks how I couldn't get, no one could get a hold of this Legends of Dark Knights. You know, comic book stores is charging like fifty bucks an issue because it most most city like Toronto is pretty much sold out from what I've heard. Brantford was sold out. I couldn't find anywhere, and people were selling them for ridiculous prices. Yeah, everything was sold. And he's like, "Wow, it's ridiculous." He goes, "Yeah, I might charge extra for like you know the one of you know." one of 250 you know but he's like um that's ridiculous so he's like yeah let me look i might have one stashed somewhere so he did he found one he said he was saving it for someone but uh, this news is he said so um i was able to get it uh i don't i didn't know exactly why everyone like tim didn't understand why everyone was going crazy about this one specific issue but I think the big thing is, is it basically is what it is, is six mini stories of, of introductions to various characters. So the first one is The Darkest Night in I Am Here, which is uh, written by Scott Snyder, James Tyron, the uh, is it third? Tinian the third, yeah, I think. Tinian, no, Tinian the fourth, I think. Fourth, yeah, I'm bad at Roman Numerals. Yeah. I just usually say his last name is like, and then um, Joshua Wilson, Williamson, and yeah. then the artists are Tony S. Daniel, and um, yeah. So, so one, fun fact, fun little side note: Joshua Williamson is the writer of the book I'm going to talk about. What? Not even a lie. Yeah, if I talked about this last, it could have been a segue. Um. It could be later, maybe he might go by. Yeah. Yeah. So this story, the first one is basically for anyone who's been reading the uh, Death Metal series up until issue two. Um, there's at the end of issue two, um, you, you, there's a, um, he become, uh, you later find out that uh, after, <clears throat> sorry. After the Batman who laughs got killed by Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. they took his brain and put it inside. You don't really know who it is at first. Well, he, they put him he, inside a Bruce Doctor Manhattan. Yes, yeah, they put him in a, uh, a Bruce Doctor Manhattan um, or Manhattan Bruce, uh, yeah. and he becomes through that becomes the Darkest Knight. So basically, this short story is uh, it starts with him waking up and it's just him remembering how he got there. So he first tells his the you know standard story of how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. And from there, he continues on and goes, but he took a diverse path because um, there's these dark multiverses. And yeah. From there, it basically retells his whole transition from the original. Um, metal storyline but then it continues on about how he you know manipulated um uh what's her name um uh, uh shit uh per 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 pet per persophony yeah i'm sorry for any listeners i suck at pronouncing things when i read it if I don't know what it is, I make up my own name. 
Oh, I just yeah. skipped the word. But you're talking about uh, Perpetua. Yeah, so he, yeah. he basically figures out a way to cheat the system and get what he wants because he realizes that, you know, he does once once she destroys this world, he doesn't didn't want to get left behind. Right. So uh, he then tells a story about how through that horn tile search for these different dark Batman for him to join his new Justice League to help her achieve her goals. He found this one Bruce Wayne who, after receiving a mysterious button, um, so for any of your listeners, if anyone remembers that humongous storyline with Batman and the button. I, I don't remember that storyline. Uh, right? uh, but it's basically this whole... Well, when they were first trying to introduce the whole when they were DC was first bringing in the whole Watchmen universe back. Yeah, into, yeah, I remember into, that. Yeah, and, um, I believe it was Tyrone uh, the fourth story as well, James, uh, and I think what was it Fitch? He's the artist. Anyways, they did a, the button storyline, which was basically um, this mystery. This mystery that. Batman and the Flash worked on together um, and then eventually uh, the um, reverse Flash mysteriously gets killed uh, Batman tries to figure out what this mysterious button all this um, <clears throat> energy, like it projects this energy, so he yeah. basically, they explain that Batman found this Bruce Wayne who had discovered the button and was trying to recreate the energy source right. from the button, and from it went inside the um, what's it called the touristic uh, uh, field generator. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They created Doctor Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he when Bruce went in there, the Batman who laughs. Close the door and turn the generator on, which in fact made Bruce Wayne into a new Manhattan. And then, right yeah. before he's done his full transition, Batman who laughs jabs a knife in his head to basically like um, lobotomize him. And that's how yeah. he gets that body. And then it's just this process of him um, going through using his new found abilities of. Doctor, his they he calls him Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he uses that to go through every single dark universe Batman and 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 basically live their life and gain their experience. Which there's this. If anyone please pick up this issue because there's this made amazing spread uh, about halfway through that um is uh it shows just like. You know, there's a Lex Luthor Batman. There's the Vampire Batman. There looks like there's a Court of Hours Batman, Pirate Batman. This one's really cool. Judge Dread Batman. Oh, that'd be cool to see. That is cool. There's a Caveman one who's like amazing scene, which it's uh, he's uh, eating eating a Joker, like cutting off his limbs and eating it. That's pretty Talk, cool. I I have to I have to get my hands on this issue and read this. This sounds freaking amazing. It's, it's totally cool. there's like totally up Dr. my Freeze alley. Doctor Freeze Batman. There's a bunch of cool Batmans in the backyard, and then he basically explains that in order to to fulfill his his whole 
ideology, he needs to become more than just a, a person, a thing. He needs to become like a, he needs to become a, you know, an a reactionary idea. So he becomes, yeah. he forces himself to become what he calls the blackest knight. Right. That's pretty cool. But the big story, and it is so brutal, and we talked about this shortly a little while ago when we were talking about this issue. But for anyone who you need to get just for this one story, uh, let me flip back to so I can read it. The Robin King in King of Pain. Uh, it's written by Peter J. Um, Tom uh, Thomasy. Tom Thomasy. I think that's right. Thomasy. Peter Thomasy. J. Thomasy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the artist is Riley uh, Rosmo, uh, and it is which, fun fact about Riley Rosmo. Uh, he goes to the comic book store I used to go to in Calgary, and I would see him almost every Wednesday. Really? Yeah, not a word of why. I love his artwork. Yeah. It's, no. it's, he, it's, it got to the point where like we would pass each other. I'd, go to, I'd be heading to the comic book store, and he would come out because he was good friends with the owner of Another Dimension, or is good friends with the owner of Another Dimension, uh, or the manager, not the owner, or both. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. he'd be going to grab his coffee, and he'd be like, hey, man, how's it going? And like I'd be like, yeah, not too bad. He's like, well, what are you grabbing today? Like we would chit chat for a little bit, yeah, and then we'd just go our separate ways. But yeah, I would see him like every day. His he would come in with his dog. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. Pretty cool. It is like very unconventional art, but it 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 works so well, especially in the story. Well, legend has it his the look that he uses for the Joker. Is based off my friend Andrew. Really? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, continue. Oh, no worries. Uh, no, that's really cool. So, the artwork is amazing. I love it. So, it, the, it starts out with with Alfred's going on about, um, you know, how he's, everyone needs, <clears throat> God needs to know the truth about Bruce. And it basically is a story because I don't want to ruin it for anyone. I ru- didn't really ruin too much. The first story, because that's kind of like you already kind of knew it, especially if you've been reading the issue, the death metal up until this point. So I didn't, I didn't really too much reveal too much unless like you already knew. But I'm not going to say too much about this story. The only thing is, it's basically, and I mentioned this to you earlier. It's basically if Bruce Wayne was like Bruce Wayne in like the bright burn sense, where yeah, he was born. Yeah. Evil. Evil. Yeah. So it's like you know, and it basically Alfred talks about how, you know, he always he always knew there was something dark behind those eyes, kind of thing, and like, you know, it, it there's this montage of him, you know, you know, beating Alfred up or you know torturing pets and stuff. So, and then it goes to you know that fateful night where they went to a movie. Um, you know, Alfred's waiting out front of the movie theater. Uh, you know, he's he told to move. He moves, so on and so forth. They have to walk through the alleyway. But the only difference is it does not go exactly the way you think it's going to go. Um, just keep in mind it's basically Brightburn version of Bruce Wayne, so you can just get my sense. I, yeah, but, it sounds like Bruce kills his parents, takes the opportunity to like his parents are in an alley, so he yeah. decides to kill them. Yeah. I'm pretty- most people can look up the reviews. Like he basically 
when Joe Cool tries to get the well, money from him, he kills Joe Cool, then kills his parents, and basically blames it on Joe Cool. Yeah. Basically yeah. wants to get his inheritance. And then, um, you know, Alfred obviously already knows what's going on, so he, you know, basically tries to stop him, and then there's this big fight, and, you know, he, Robin King, I guess, um, kills him. Holy it, shit. It's, like, it's such a short story, but when, like, it feels like it was a much longer when I read it. Like, just flipping through it now, I was like, oh, that was quick. So, essentially, what happens is, like, when, when the Batman who laughs is looking for his crowbar, Robins, he went to this universe where Bruce wasn't old enough yet and just took that young Bruce as a Robin because he wasn't old enough to be Batman kind of thing. Well, yeah, like I'm assuming that's what's <clears throat> going to happen. They don't explain, but he calls him at the end of the comic. Bruce calls himself Robin King. Oh, okay. So, huh. yeah. Well, I mean, it could be like, they could probably maybe spin it where because he was torturing animals at such a young age, like Robins would be the easiest thing for him to catch. Yeah, like so he, he says, probably... it's the sound of the Robin King and a new spring is coming. So, right. yeah, I don't know. I Maybe Alfred refers to him as his little Robin or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Yeah. But it's like, it is brutal. Like That's crazy. Yeah. But it is. It's like, I feel like Brightburn and this Bruce Wayne could have been in the same universe. Well, and then at the end of Brightburn, like, they kind of suggest that there's an evil Batman. So, no, like, they, uh, at the end, they, they, uh, they hint towards an evil uh, Wonder Woman and an evil Aquaman. I thought there was a Batman, an evil Batman, too. Maybe it's like an evil vigilante. I didn't see that. Or an evil dark vigilante. It's not Batman, but it's like a dark vigilante guy yeah. that's like yeah. killing. Because I did see that the the Wonder Woman, which is they referred to as a witch with a yeah. lasso that compels people to talk, say their deepest desires. Yeah, it's a hanging like rope. It's a hanging rope yeah. that can, makes men yeah. tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Aquaman is a half fish, half man. Cthulhu monster. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then obviously another short story that just kind of, it's like two pages um, about um, the Battlesaurus Rex. Uh, it's just a quick little comical thing about basically it's just uh, a short two page comic about um, the Battlesaurus Rex making his way through Arkham Asylum and basically finishing at uh, Scarecrow's um, cell. So, He's yeah. eating inmates and stuff as Bassos Rex. Uh, that, like, again, short two-pager. Uh, then this one is a really good story. Um, it is the fourth story. Uh, Castle Bat. This, is, this man is the city. Uh, write, uh, written by um, Frank Turgi, Turi, 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 T I E R E I. Sorry, again, please email if I 
pronounce it wrong and bad. Frank Terrier? It's a Frank Terrier. Yeah, T-I-E-R-I. Terrier. Yeah, it sounds like Frank Terrier. Yeah, that could be. Anyway. And then the art's done by Francesco Francelia. Oh, Francesco. uh, Yeah, I know his art. I can't pronounce his last name, but he is famous for... um, Oh, should we see the one that does all like the um, afterlife with Archie? Oh, could be because this is uh, well, I wouldn't there, really see Archie in this. <laughs> is it a limited? No, 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 but is it like a very limited uh, but color palette? Uh, it's like um, most of the panels are like like two tones colors. Like, so like one page yeah. is all like warm colors. Another one's all like blue colors. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like him. I think that's okay. the guy. He does afterlife with Archie. Oh, okay. Which is a dark comic as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this one is, uh, it, it starts off with Arkham Asylum burning down. Um, you know, I'm, it, you, after the couple panels, you realize that this takes place in the future. So, you know, um, Barbara Gordon is uh, Commissioner Barbara Gordon is assassinated. So you know, it's in the future, uh, which automatically, as soon as I read Commissioner um, Barbara Gordon, I was like, oh, this is definitely like um, Diamond Beyond yeah. um, era. And it talks about how, like, you know, there's multiple gangs of monsters. So you see, like, a bunch of clay faces, a bunch of alligator men. And it's just Bruce sitting at his computer watching and looks like he's just watching in in disbelief and then Damien Batman walks in and basically says you know sorry I failed the city uh you know I, I've tried to do and Batman you know Bruce Wayne tells him the story about this ancient cult that worshiped the bat uh the Native American bat god and that you know Gotham has been involved with this practice of sacrifice and and back in the day they would would constantly sacrifice to uh, appease this god and gotham is actually built on top of blood-soaked soil and you know damien goes like i don't know if i can do this like um like how am i supposed to save gotham and then you it just kind of basically is like bruce kind of goes like you know, you're not going to do this on your own. It's it. This is my fault. And he plunges a knife into Damien's chest. What? He, kills his yeah, own son? Kills his own son, draws this like satanic thing on the ground, says that in order, to, in order to do what he needs, he needs to sacrifice the one thing he loves, which is Gotham. He walks into the fire pit and it's like this crazy, like the one panel, the end panel, reminds me of like very like old style whole movie poster but he he becomes gotham so like buildings start shifting and cracking and then in the middle of the city is this massive like black cathedral building with two long spikes at the top of it and he like he says he the only way to protect gotham is to be gotham and I have always been and always will be Gotham. And it's, he's become, yeah, he sacrifices his son to, 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 to control 
Gotham. Well, at first I was thinking like, do you remember that story in the uh, the What If Dark Universe where like, um, shoot, what's the storyline where Batman gets his Nightfall? Oh yeah, and you know how in the Dark Universe like um, Batman's turned into this like wired up torso. Yeah, and then he ends up becoming evil at the end. He ends up killing like Robin and everyone. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like that was he's going to be um like a computer that controls all of Gotham. But this this is even darker. This is like satanic. Yeah. And I I I like that story. That story <clears throat> I thought ended very well, in my opinion. The the Dinefall one. Yeah, yeah. I like that whole like idea of him becoming like. Something darker that could like turn into a this cloud of cal- Batman. Of that, like, well, this cold and calculating yeah. computer. Yeah, but you locked up with nothing but your brain for that long, you'd probably snap. Go insane. So, which ironically, that you say that, that you always thought like Bruce Wayne would become this computer thing that would control the city. That's what the next story is actually about. Uh, Bat, Batmobile Beast. In Road Warrior, um, it's written and the art done by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, um, and it is basically exactly almost what you said. Is it's Bruce Wayne? Um, he's basically decides to um, upload uh, not his conscious, but just tap into all the technology in Gotham and he's constantly monitoring to the point that he becomes uh, the machine and then it basically it looks like a post-apocalypse like basically Batman becomes um, uh, Batman becomes Skynet almost oh fuck there's a scene of it's like robot Batman Uh, the artwork literally looks the artwork is it really looks like I would almost compare it to like really old teenage mutant ninja tortoise artwork. Oh the original like uh um Eastman and Laird? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like very colorful, uh, everything's very it um sporadic kind of drawn. It's it yeah, it looks very much like ninja tortoise, but basically the humans overcome everything. Uh, Gotham, the rest of the world, has become a wasteland, and the only uh, the only consciousness left of Bruce Wayne is left inside the World Warrior. Which, for anyone reading the current Death Metal universe, the Batmobile Beast is the Batmobile that um, Wonder Woman and Swamp Thing are driving in. And I think it's in the second issue or first issue and then they second destroy issue. it second yep. issue yeah and then they yep. destroy it so it's just his little quick backstory of how he side became. side note i love the joke that swamp thing uses when he kills him uh please remind me so so like they use they've they've cut into bat like this is a spoiler for any of you listening but probably by the time you're listening to this you've already read the issue yeah, um, so they drive in and um, they've corrupt, they've like shut off Batmo Batmo Beast's um, controls to his body, 
so they're able to drive them, but he's still able to like talk to them and tell them that you know you're not gonna you're not gonna succeed. You're you know we will conquer you. Blah blah blah. So uh, Swamp Thing tells him he asks him a joke. Is like, do you know why? Something like something along the lines of like, do you know what a funny bone is? Like, if you know everything, do you know why they call a funny bone a funny bone? And Batmobile is like, I, I'm not gonna do that. Because it's or like it's beneath me or something, and then I think Swamp Thing kind of pauses. It's like, okay, and then he goes beep boop boop beep 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 boop boop, and then he says the funny the reason why they call the funny bone the funny bone is because the actual name of the bone is the humorous, and then literally how Swamp Thing kills him is by extending his humorous into uh, Batmobile's like central computer brain and kills him. Oh, see, I don't, I don't think I got that. Yeah, so if you look at the frame again, the spike, where the spike's coming from on Swamp Thing yeah. is his humorous. It's his funny bone. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. That makes it fun. Now we have to go look back and read and look at that again. Yeah. That's hilarious. And then obviously the last story, which is, uh, I think, a hilarious way to end this issue is just, um, it's just a baby Batman. Uh, it's written by Garth Ennis and uh, it's done by Joel Jones. And it's basically, I think this, so all these stories is basically. Another segue. The, the other book I'm going to talk about is written and drawn by Joel Jones. Oh, imagine that. Cool. Um, and it's basically is uh, for anyone who reads Batman, especially when Scott Snyder, the Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo run, um, with ended with Batman the last night. Yeah. That whole premise is based around the fact that Bruce Wayne has created this machine that when his body dies, can uh, put his consciousness into another body, a clone yeah. of himself. Yeah. And I think this dark universe fear, because all, all the dark universe universes are built on fear. Yeah. Um, and once that fear is overcome, they disappear. And that's why Batman who last wanted to conquer them all is because he realized that his, his life was, you know, would eventually die if Batman ever came over his fear of becoming the Joker. So this one, I think, is the fear of Bruce Wayne's is if weapon, if I reboot and I'm put inside a baby's body. And it just literally, it's just a quick story about how, you know, he's, his body has died. It's, you know, brought into the uh, cybernet and uploading the body. And he's like, shit, I've been put in a baby's be- uh, baby's body. And he like stumbles down the stairs and he just, it ends with him laying in the middle of the back cave, crying like a baby. Like he's, and he's, he's talking to himself cause he retains all his memory. He's like, you know, like how th- this couldn't happen. Like I'm the, you know, I'm Batman. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, the Guardian Gotham, the entire the underworld. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, able to destroy the Joker and the Penguin, and I'm this ultimate web, this ultimate weapon. And he's just literally just left as a baby, crying, wilding to himself in the middle of the Batcave. And I thought it was just a hilarious way to end. It's like all these dark stories about all these great fears Bruce Wayne has for himself. And the last one is just as ridiculous in the sense that what if I get a, 
what if this machine doesn't work and I just get brought back to life as a baby? Yeah. And that is it. That's 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 the issue. Sounds like a pretty fun issue. Hopefully they come out with more because the the I have a, a sense that they keep introducing new messed up Batman. So that would be fun. Well, and there's other ones like that they show in this current run of Death Metal that I don't like. You don't like. I know who they are. Some of them, but you don't know the backstory. Like the Beyonder. Uh, like the mage, the bat mage. Um, well, I want to find out who those um, uh, uh, Alfreds are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The ones that uh, did when the, he's uh, putting his brain in the new Manhattan, the bat. Yeah. 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 Because that's the one character I. Like until that issue, I thought was no matter what universe was always good, because even in all the dark universe, you know, with you know the Red Death and you know Batman who laughs and you know all those other ones, most of the constant in them is Alfred always being the good guy. So I'm like, mm-hmm. at what like who are these ones? Like at what point did Alfred go bad? Well, it looks like they're not so much bad. They're just scared of him and they're subservient to him. That's true. Yeah. One's like a, one looks like cyborg. Yeah. And but I think the big, the big muscly one, one is, um, I think he's just sort of like a, a hired goon now. Yeah. It's probably bat, the bat, Bruce Wayne's and Batman's, you know, experimenting on him. Yeah, because obviously some bat Bruce Wayne's don't give a a shit about him and just kill him. So exactly, a... that's well, the one thing. Uh, reading all these things is like I feel like don't get me wrong, I love Batman, but I feel like right now the main focus is on Batman. Like that's all DC is pushing out right now is Batman stories, just Batman, Batman, Batman. So hopefully right. once this is all done, they get back to like, because I personally I think they'd I'd love some you know more in depth looks into the Flash or because I think his storyline right now is not well current one is not too bad I think but like I think they need to work on other characters. I agree. Like I don't you know this about me. This is probably something you didn't realize, but now you know now. Uh, but like a good Superman, a good quality Superman story goes a long way. And that's one character I find that DC right now is lacking on stories is Superman. Like it, he used to be their main subject, like their main focus. And it's become Batman. And, and, that's the, become Batman. and, and Superman's stories lately have been very lackluster. Well, well they, they Red Hood. Like I think, I'm sorry, but they need to get rid of the writer of Red Hood and and figure some other better stories going on. Obviously, with the jo- the three Jokers storyline that just came out, yeah, going to be some good stories. But um, yeah, stop focusing on Batman. There's other well, things besides the, Batman. The thing story. is, okay, like any company though, they're gonna they're going to sell 
what they're majorly trying to sell. So guess what movie's coming out from DC? Like oh, their I big know. Movie. So they're going to try and sell that. They're going to sell the shit out of it. I think that's yeah. part of the reason why the Dead Earth Wonder Woman story that came out a while ago, not too long ago, but a while ago, it was probably supposed to come out around the same time that the Wonder Woman movie came out. Like it's all about yeah. the movies. It's like let's we yeah. need to we need to put let's everything see. around this character because their movie's coming out. That's true. There used to be a time, like as awesome as it was when we were kids, when a super movie, Superman, or like a superhero movie would come out. There used to be a time though where the companies didn't give a shit because they didn't have movies coming out. It was mm-hmm. just like let's just write these awesome stories about whatever character. So you you had stories about the question, the specter. Uh, like little characters you'd never see other than in the comic books or an episode of Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Like, so because you just had writers and artists who were like, Oh, I love this character. I want to like experiment with this character and, and go write this cool story. But now mm-hmm. you have people like, Well, no, you need to write a story about this character because this is what sells. Yeah. And you like, I'd love to see an awesome kick ass story about the demon. Or yeah, um, I I would I have always liked the Spectre. I've always thought the Spectre was a cool character, and I like as a horror fan, there's so much cool shit you could do with characters like that. Yeah. But DC's not gonna, you know, they're not gonna take that gamble yeah. and and do and release something like that because if it doesn't sell, they're gonna lose money, and that's all they yeah. care about is the money. So no, they release. That's what I think. That's what their black label is for. It's all those stories. Yeah, but they're still they're still know, like they're, focusing know, on them. They're, yeah. yeah, they're not they're not they're too afraid of losing money. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. But that's the whole reason. Like when I when I saw that like, strange uh, strange science um, is it strange? No, strange strange fiction. Is no strange adventures. Adventures, sorry, I knew it was... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Strange Adventures is a great example uh, of taking a gamble. Yeah, like, as soon as I saw it, and I think that's what it is, is I'm I'm starting to become hungry for other stories, but not just any other stories, like, something to catch my intrigue. Yeah. I I think that's what I'll be talking about next time. I was waiting for issue four to come out before I talked about it, because so far... Up until issue three, there's not really much to say about it. It's very good, but it's not. There's not much to really talk about for a podcast sense of thing. But I think issue four is where shit's going about to get real on that whole storyline. But yeah, no, yeah. I'm not hungry for other stories, well written stories. And that's the thing. Like going back to Superman is like I have some some of the best Superman stories. Like um, what's a good one? Superman Birthright is probably one of my favorites. Um, and that that's actually... I'm trying to remember who wrote that. I know uh, Lennell Francis Yu did the art. Who wrote that? I'd have to look. I want to say Brian Michael Bendis wrote it. Hmm. Anyway, it doesn't, it's a great story. I can tell yeah. you next episode. But... Like Superman, there's some really good Superman stories. Um, another one, Tim Sale and uh, Jeff Loeb did a uh, story. It was a four-parter called Superman for All Seasons. 
and it's just like a wholesome Superman story. It's like the reason why I like these stories so much, and and it's kind of funny because um, Mark Wade released a issue or a story of um, Captain America it came out not that long ago. I think it was a, maybe two, one or two years ago. And the reason why I like this story so much is Captain America story because it reminded me of the quality Superman stories. It's like he's a hero who could crush anyone with like a pinch, but he's altruistically good. He just wants to do the right thing for everyone. Yeah. He's just been, and it's not, it's not a power. It's not something he's learned. It's something he was like born with. Like he was just raised to be a good person and he just wants yeah. to be a good person. And for me, reading stories like that, and these like the good, awesome quality of Superman stories is like I read them and I feel good. I feel nice and like cozy, warm, and I just feel like I want to go out in the world and I just want to do right by people and just be be like Superman, be like Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just like like I've always strove to like, and it's not just Superman, but we we're talking about these other tertiary characters if you read a good story that makes you reflect on your own person, Mm -hmm. to me, that's amazing story. Like they, they may not sell uh, movies or sell toys or sell uh, whatever, whatever, but if they make the person reading it feel good, that's, that's the mark of a true, wonderful writer. Yeah. Like you're you're not caring. Yeah. You're not caring what, what you're going to pull in revenue wise. You just care about touching and getting through to your audience and like making them feel good or reflect or be better people. Like yeah. that, if you can write a story that makes someone want to be a better person, you're you've done something completely wonderful and out of this world. So, I don't know. I think I think I I, I think that's what comics right now are struggling with. Like mainstream is like yeah. just just writing stuff and drawing stuff that like is quality touching breakthrough stuff. Yeah. So anyway, no, I agree. No, I hundred percent agree on that note. My comics about violence. Yeah. <laughs> Good, wholesome story. Good, wholesome violence. Both of them are actually very violent. So um, if I may, I will go into my books. That's cool. Yeah, 100%. Cool. So the first one, um, just a quick rundown. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time about it. Um, Not because it's bad. It's just I'll explain as I'm talking about it. So my first book is called Lady Killer. uh, And it was suggested by me by her sister, Angeline. Um, Yes. It's written, drawn by Joelle Jones. And I think their colorist is Jamie Rich. Nope, colorist not Jamie Rich. Jamie Rich helped write the story. Joelle Jones co-wrote the story and did the art. Um, also really cool, Laura Allard did the color. So Laura Allard is actually the wife, I believe, of Mike Allard, who created characters like, um, I think he created X-Static, was like an sh- offshoot of the X-Men universe. They're like a group of like strange oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Um, He also created Madman. So Madman, not Madman about the ad agencies, but a superhero called Madman who his I think his name is Frank Einstein because um, he's I think he was named after Frank Sinatra and um, Albert Einstein, 
But when you put mm. Frank and Einstein together, it's Frankenstein. So he's actually a pieced together person, but the guy oh, that created them, it's like a play on words. So the guy that like put them together and created him um, was a fan of Frank Sinatra and Albert Einstein. So yeah. when you say, when you call him Frank Einstein, you put it together, it's Frankenstein. So yeah, um, yeah, that's a side note. Anyway, Lady Killer, get back to it. I'm going on tangent um lady killer was suggested by our sister angie and it's about this um woman josephine in the 60s she's like a 60s mid-century postmodern um post uh, postmodern i don't know anyway she's in the 60s and she's a stay-at-home mom we also find out she's an assassin for hire and it's it's a just going through it, it's a wonderful story. I've read volumes one and two. I can see how, like, this is a very well-done story. My mm-hmm. only issue, and I was telling Kate about this, is, like, I I think it's just a great story for... I say this, and I don't want to sound like a sexist asshole, but I think it's a great story for, for women, because, like, the way that Joelle wrote it is, is it's relatable... If, if you're a woman reading this, it's completely relatable. It's men are fucking assholes and pigs and yeah. women, women can do this stuff too. And they can be just as gritty, just as like vicious, but in their own flair. And yeah. for me reading it, it's like, I felt like I was missing a beat and that's on me. That's completely on me, but I was missing something from, from what was being suggested. Um, yeah. Like, like like I've I've read books like The Killer by um, Richard Stark and drawn by Darwin Cook and to me that's like ah oh, it's gritty like oh, I'm a stupid man and I gotta you know kill this guy because he betrayed me blah blah blah. This is the other side of the coin. It's it's from a woman's perspective, so she's basically just trying to protect her family, but also like kill these assholes that are trying to kill her. So I read like I said I read Volume One and Two. I enjoyed it. But it was just sort of like towards the end, it was just kind of like, uh, I just don't get it. So yeah, there you go. I've talked about that book. <laughs> I've done my duty. I I butchered it. Like I totally like. If this was a bigger podcast, I'd I'm getting so much hate mail. But yeah, uh, what I'm gonna say, I can't like everything. Like and and yeah. I also I also recognize and respect that like it's a really wonderfully done book. Like Joelle yeah. Jones is a beautiful. She's absolutely great at at what she does art wise she did a few issues of batman which are freaking amazing um but just this particular book like it's just not for me um yeah. you know that's it's all like fine. it's not for me i totally see why some people like it but it's just not for me so yeah. getting into the know- book, what's that because i know angie loves it yeah and that's the cool thing like she was she's so pumped about like having this book and i'm sure because kate's um starting to read it i'm sure kate's gonna love it too and like there'll be stuff in it that i that they'll they'll see or talk about they're like oh i never thought of it that way because yeah i'm not a a woman so i'm a dude so anyway um that's that book privileged white man exactly i'm a heterosexual white man so i don't fucking have any say um (laughs) well i do but as yeah. an individual, not yeah. as a demographic. We don't, we don't mean that in negative context for any of our nope. listeners. Well, the way I phrase it is I have 
I have an opinion individually as an individual, but not as a demographic. Yes. Is the way I like to phrase it. Yes, that's a good way. That's a good way to put it. Um, so I'm going to start talking yeah. about my yeah. main book. Yeah. The book I want to talk about is Birthright. Um, issue 45 came out not that long ago. Um, because of me living out here in Halberd, and I don't get my books like when they come out on the week. So I got this. This may have came out like a few weeks ago, but I have it now. Uh, Birthright is a really awesome story. <clears throat> I th- I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before, but maybe just I sort of passing. Passing, yeah, yeah. So it's it's um, written by Joshua Williamson, who was in that book that you mentioned earlier. Uh, he mm-hmm. did a story. Um, and the artist is Andre Bresan, and on Andre Bresan, I, I might be butchering it. Um, holy crap! This is probably like I remember. I sort of got into this book. Um, there's a comic book store in Calgary called Words and Pictures, and it was sort of when I was working at a, a company up by the airport. On my bus ride home, I would pass by this comic book store. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh shit, I should check it out because I remember going to it when I was a kid, um, when like Paul and I would walk from comic book to comic book store on free comic book day to get all the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember it from the being a kid, but I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. So I walked in there one day, um, and I was just kind of like, I was in this. This is when I was starting to get into sword and sorcery. So I was starting to get into sword and sorcery. I was just sort of touching on horror comics. Um, and I was, I asked the guy like, you know, is there anything, I love Conan. Is there anything you'd suggest for me to read? And he's like, Oh, I have just the book for you. And he suggested, um, birthright. <clears throat> and he basically said like, it's, it's a story about this boy. He gets sucked into this fantasy world and he gets raised in this fantasy world. And then he gets brought back as a fully grown barbarian, but it's only been like, I think two years since he disappeared on earth. So he's a fully grown man. His older brother is now just still a kid. So he's like this fully grown man, but his older brother is still a kid and his parents are still young. And they're like, they've been stressed out because the disappearance of this boy, Mikey has torn them apart. So Mike comes back and he's this fully grown barbarian. He's got a wife who's pregnant with his kid. He's fighting this war. He's fighting this war outside and inside. Um, Basically, like, he was supposed to be, like, the chosen one to destroy this evil king. And the evil mm-hmm. king kind of turned some evil as well. So, like, at the end, at the last end of the, the first issue, you see this, like, evil red thing that is, like, whispering in his ear to do evil things. So the story goes on, and it's, it's actually really well written. Um, but I think one of the things I love most about it, the art is beautiful and like fantastic uh fantastical uh the colors are vivid uh the violence is holy shit the violence is so gory and in your face blood spray everywhere people getting their heads chopped off one of my favorite things by the way about in comics when when someone gets their head chopped off i like it when the artist does it uh creatively like don't just cut them off the neck cut them off at like the ear so like their bottom jaw is still there and their top yeah. jaw is like, that's cool. I like that I, stuff. Yeah. I'm demented. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's what this book has a lot of that. The magic, the way they draw the magic is really cool. Um, I'm kind of just referencing the last, the 
the latest issue 45 that came out but it's a really good representation of the art um what's really cool too is like as the as the artist goes because it's been a few years since it started you can see the artist gets more and more like um skilled in what they're doing and it's not mm-hmm. like he was amazing when he started but like you can tell like they're they're putting more colors and they're doing more tricks and they're drawing more and stuff um, the last issue, actually, issue forty-four, was all splash pa- or all splash pages. There was no boxes. Every page uh, was its own, its own um, frame. Yeah, so that was really cool to see, like these wide views. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's it's really it's about this Mikey guy, you know, overcoming this evil thing that was attached to him, and then once he does that, he has to like, he has to basically prove to himself that he can be a father to this this baby girl that his wife just gave birth to. No, he met his wife. His wife used to have metal wings and he met her in this Terranios, which is the Ultra World. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, his baby's born and she's got like these little tiny wings. But I think they clipped them off because they didn't want her to be subjected to the war. Uh, anyway, so he's mm. he wants to prove that he's a good father. Um Plus, he's like having to deal with his brother. So his brother, his younger brother, finds out that he's also a mage. So his young Mikey's like this barbarian. His older brother, who's younger than him, it's hard to explain, is a mage. Mm-hmm. So his brother becomes um, shoot, what's his name? Okay, I forget his name. Uh, Brennan. Brennan's his name. So it's kind of cool because like they fight they fight against each other and with each other and and honestly it always just reminds me of me and you. And I have moments where like I'm Brennan and you're Mikey, and there's other moments where I'm Mikey and you're Brennan. So it's just a really wonderfully written story. It's got all these like character plots, you know, like things going on in the background, things going on between certain characters, like between brothers, between husband and wife, between old husband and wife and younger husband and wife and like new friends, friends start up as enemies and they become friends. Like the character uh, work in this book is, is actually really, really good. And it's all made better, but by the fact that the art is also very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's um um published by image comics so they very rarely you know make do crappy work yeah um yeah and it's just um i have a few i started actually reading it by uh graphic uh trade paperback and i think it had volume one and two and then from there i was able to hitch on to the single issue because it was so addicting um oh cool yeah, yeah. It's been really influential too, like monsters, like just the crazy poses and the and like the the cool types of monsters they thought of because they don't they're fantasy monsters, but they're not like typical ones you see like all the time. Like, um, yeah, the artist really tried to bring in his own flair to what a certain monster might be, like a minotaur or an ogre or something like that, like something really scary or grotesque. Yeah, yeah. It's cool hmm. stuff. Yeah. I did uh when I was at Tim's place, um Woods Collide, I saw a bunch of um the graphic novels of 
and I thought about getting it because I've heard you men talk about it so much, but haven't yet. I have to get through that first one you bought me for my birthday. Yeah, the week. You've started reading yeah. it. What do you think? Um, I'm only like like six pages in. <laughs> so I haven't really read too much of it yet. Um, it's kind of a deep thought. Um, like I would suggest appearing with it is like as you're reading it, once you get a little bit more into it, start looking up the aquatic ape theory. And that will yeah. add this sort of new layer to what you're reading. But you'll you'll mm-hmm. know you'll know when to quote you'll know when to Google that when the time comes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good so far. That's good. Yeah. The artist like, is I'm good. A big, yeah. Like I'm a big fan of Sean Murphy, so And 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 Scott Snyder. Yeah, and well obviously Scott Snyder, yeah. Oh. So yeah. No, I'm excited to read it. It's just uh it's one of those ones. Unfortunately, with death metal coming out, um, and this whole um, Joker war, and now with you know the three Jokers coming out, it's just there's other things I've been trying to read before I get to it. So that's fine. I have a bookmark in it. I am reading it, but like I I I haven't read it yet. I decided to take finally decide. Uh, to take it out of my comic book bag, but um, I haven't. I picked up Sean Murphy's um, uh, Tokyo Ghost. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I'm missing issue five, so I decided I was like, you know what? There's no point in keeping it in my comic book bag, so I've put it away until I can find issue five. So that's smart. Well, I'll yeah, make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. Read, uh, read the wake, and I'm gonna finish. I, uh, I'm going to finish reading Frankenstein, the Bernie Wrightson edition. And then next episode, that's what we'll talk about. Sounds good to me. Cool. Yeah. Well, so should, uh, should we end it on that note? Yeah, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's a lot we could talk about, but what are we at? we're at on two minutes. Yeah. Um, the only thing I want to talk about when we, before we close this issue of two beards one comic is uh i'm assuming you've watched it the batman trailer oh yeah holy crap is that not good looking so far it it looks awesome it looks totally i'm 100 stoked for it because i love a good gritty batman movie but i heard one yeah. criticism that kind of makes sense as much as i don't want it to and I, I saw this guy, and I think he was tweeting this. But he was saying like, "This movie just this movie isn't a good Batman movie. Gritty Batman movies aren't good Batman movies because Batman's a detective and he should be solving crimes in his own way. And these gritty Batman movies really just show Batman beating the shit out of someone, and it's okay. And he kind of made this reference like, but if a cop were to do what Batman's doing, they'd be monsters. So yeah." Like where it's valid. It's valid. And it's like, I I see what he means. Cause like Batman's supposed to be detective. So what would be cool is if Batman crouching and like looking at evidence and like analyzing, going back to the back computer, analyzing, figuring out how it connects. Um, That's a great Batman story. But for me, it's like my argument to that, that are that, that comment that this guy make, I can't remember his name um, is, well, Batman's being the shit out of, evil fucking people 
like he's he's like the the people that he's beaten up are not innocent people. What's going yeah. on in the states right now? Well, I shouldn't say the states. What's going on in the states and up here in Canada is these police officers are they're they're out of, they're a little out of control, and then that's yeah. a controversial opinion, but it's it's a little bit scary, and that's what this guy's kind of referencing to. It's like you know, Batman goes out there and he beats up these guys and 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 doesn't give them just. A, you know a, a trial or anything it's like well it's batman and those are yeah. bad guys this is batman are, he's a good guy yeah. those are bad guys he's beating up the bad guys he's not gonna yeah. do that to innocent people like he's not he's not beating up an innocent you know unknown black man you know I mean? no like he's, exactly like but this guy's kind of insinuating that like you know cops cops think that this is okay and and, and he's almost it's almost like the argument of like the reason why teenagers were shooting up schools is because of video games. It's like, no, yeah. that is not yeah. why like the cops yeah. are not watching the Punisher and this Batman movie going, Oh, well it must be okay. I'm just going to beat up yeah. these people. Like that's, yeah, cause that's an argument. <laughs> that's a lazy, that's a very lazy argument. Like to, yeah. to make that connection, you're just, you're just. Well, I think too. Crap. It's a just a teaser trailer, because mm-hmm. I think from what I've heard, it was buzzing around this whole movie since it came out. Is the fact that this movie, from what the rumors are, is is very much based around the whole premise of Bruce Wayne being a detective. Yeah, you have to keep in mind one of the main bad guys in this movie the is Riddler. the Riddler. Yeah, which is like. The only way you can beat the Riddler is by being a detective. Yeah, you have to figure out what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, so like I think what I liked about this trailer, this teaser, is that whole scene where he's beating the shit out of that guy. Is you yeah. get you do get this whole sense of like he is like I think also people have to realize that this Bruce Wayne this movie takes place, he's literally just got back to Gotham. Like yeah. you mean like he's figuring out his shit and i think he's still dealing he's still dealing with the death of his parents yeah so he's still got that that rage behind his fist so i think well that's a good point too like this could be the this is the story where he comes back angry and is a little bit you know chaotic but then he learns to hone it become the detective that he's meant to be and that's yeah. the riddler kind of like he has to prove himself because the riddler is causing all this havoc so he has to focus he has to look at evidence he has to piece things together like yeah totally i think that's that makes lots of sense yeah yeah he's very menacing looking uh riddler though yeah With that whole gas mask look ask to him yeah. Well, and did you see the pictures of the penguin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell is not recognizable whatsoever. No, people are not like. Is that supposed to be the thing? Like, is that Colin Farrell? That is like. Yeah. It's the eyes. You can tell it's Colin yeah. Farrell by the yeah. eyes. Yeah. But yeah. best best uh, depiction of the penguin to date. I agree. Yeah. Like live action, like. I people I love the movie, love the movie, but Danny DeVito's Penguin only fits within that universe. 
Well, did you? And the thing is about. And I hate goblins, red uh, penguin. You hate who's? The goth, the, the penguin from oh, Gotham. Goth- yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't is, like. No, because like the penguin's not supposed to be this scrawny guy. Um, but the thing is too is like when when Danny Vito's penguin came out, it changed penguin in the comics for quite a few years it did he became a mutant looking creature for a while to fit the movies and the penguin before that was like um what was his name from the 60s show um Uh, oswald uh like the actors or is just uh, his name burgess uh fuck i forget his first name something burgess yeah, I'd have to look it up. Mm, anyway, mm, 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 yeah, mm. that guy, that was the penguin. Like, yeah, that penguin was based off the comic book penguin, not vice versa. Yeah. And then when Batman Returns came out, they based the comic penguin off of the movie penguin, which yeah. is one of my pet peeves. Like, yeah. you know, Iron Man is also a great example of this. Is like the Iron Man in the comics now is is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, the Iron Man before the movie came out was way more stoic quieter more of a he was just more of a scientist who yeah. like wore armor and then all of a sudden the movie comes out and now he's a wisecracking making all these lewd jokes and like being all you know and, and it's fine because i love robert down jr's iron man but like in the comics it's kind of like this isn't what he was yeah and no i, I 100% agree with yeah but he's been doing that for years it seems like. they have and that's that's very true like they've they've it's it's it goes back to what we we're talking about with the whole batman being the main guy dc is because they're all just doing what sells yeah so yeah, yeah. Well, you know, long story short though i am i am super stoked because like super stoked. the super stoked the batmobile looks sick it's a muscle car the 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 bat cycle looks awesome um mm-hmm. it just looks more down to earth more grittier in a sense that like goes far and beyond Batman Begins. Yeah. Which Batman Begins was awesome, but like this is going to even be more, I think like base, base level Batman, which is what I really want. So yeah, I agree. yeah I'm excited. So am I. Cool. And there's a lot more stuff I could talk about, but I'll save that for next issue. Cause uh, for most of our listeners, Major DCI in just this past weekend was um, the fandom, so a bunch of stuff was released that I want to talk about. But like I said, we're cutting it pretty damn. Uh, you know, I think we're going on now in fifteen, so I'll talk about those next time. So hope everyone enjoyed this issue of Two Beards, One Comic. Uh, I hope everyone has a amazing weekend coming up and uh hopefully you guys tune in next time same bearded time same bearded channel and that concludes episode eight of two beards one comic